When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody, welcome along to Reaction here on the Rangers Rabble. Podcast, Comarnock 1, Rangers 0. Um, first real test, first fail. Um, Comarnock fully deserved the win. They were by far the better team. Rangers didn't show up. We did not play. Um, therefore, we lost um, on the opening day. I'm joined by Stuart, Mark and Craig. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome. Hello to everybody watching. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, okay. Mark, what happened? I mean, what happened? What happened was we're a brand new team. Like I've just ranted and raved in the background there. We're a brand new side. I just said there are five guys in that side have never experienced anything like what they've just experienced before. Playing in an absolutely terrible pitch with a team that is, they've probably never experienced a team ever playing like that in their life. Serie A. Ligue 1. Uh, Holland, do you think any team has ever played against their players the way that Kilmarnock have played against us? And do you know what? I'm not taking anything away from Kilmarnock because Kilmarnock had a game plan and Kilmarnock stuck to that game plan and Kilmarnock done absolutely fantastic with that game plan. So do you know what? Credit to Kilmarnock. But let's not get carried away, guys. I mean, come on. I'm 100% sure that we're not going to be sitting here going like that. We've lost the league because we dropped points in the first game of the season. I mean, like I said to you boys there, 90 minutes ago, we were all conquering, taking six. I mean, last night, some people were saying 14 nothing. Let's be realistic here. Let's get let's, let's level it out a wee bit and, and think about the bigger picture here. All right, we never played well. All right, we've dropped points. First game of the season. How many Rangers teams, I mean, great Rangers teams, have we seen that we've dropped points in the first game of the season? I can look back at the Advocat era for us, for just off the cuff. 
It's not happened since 1998. Yeah, but I mean, but there's a lot of water in their bed. But what I'm saying is that these things happen. Rome wasn't built in a day. These players weren't all going to hit the ground running and come out. I, I, I said it. I said it last night in a pod. I said, let's not get carried away with it. These these players will need time to gel. This is not going to be an easy game for us tomorrow. Bloody Livingston have made a career out of playing the exact same way in the exact same pitch. It was always going to happen. Let's not get carried away. As I said, it's kind of madness I've heard in some of these group chats. People getting carried away. It's, I, I, I'm just, I, I can't believe some of the things that I'm hearing, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm reading, I'm hearing. It's just madness. CGM, sorry that shite, Matt. All right, we know he's hurting. I'm hurting as well. But come on, let's be realistic here. We've dropped three points. It's no end of the world. It's the first game of the season. There's a lot of football still to play. And I tell you what, a wee bit of culture shock for some of these players. But let's let's be realistic here. Come on, man. I know you're all angry. I'm reading that you're all raging. I understand that. I'm raging too. But let's not use that anger to just start spouting mints and start right. talking like absolutely. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Right. I, I, well, I take a point. Right, and and me and Stuart had a quick conversation as well before we started. Then I take and I know we're both of you stand on this, and I take your points. So I've not really spoke to Craig, right? But Craig, the, what done it for me during that game was is that I didn't see a where a goal was going to come from, apart from maybe a possible penalty that I'm sure we'll come on and discuss, right? Um, but Kamarnock had ten new players in that team. I don't know if they started right, but they've recruited 10 new players, right? So they've made significant changes to their football team. And you could clearly see a philosophy from Kilmarnock. Whether you agree with it or you don't, that doesn't matter. You, all the Kilmarnock players knew what they wanted to do. Yes, the pitch is shit. I completely understand the pitch is shit. Um, but I did not see a single thing from Rangers in that full 96 minutes where I went, right, that's what we are trying to do. That's the... The, the style that we are trying to implement, that's the way that we want to play, Craig. I've seen nothing. No, completely agree. Um, that was a struggle to watch and I'm usually Mr. Positive and looking at ways, but it was just, like you say, Kilmarnock had a, had a game plan. They stuck to it. We might not like it, so be it, but they stuck to that plan. We just seemed to, first half, just seemed to launch it up front to Seema. Des, as I'm sure we'll come on to, um, and that was that was basically it. Yeah, we've got five new players that have come in, but we've still got the likes of Lundstrom, Tav, Goldson, Barisic. They've all played at Willby Park. They all know what to expect. They would have been talking with the players and getting them getting them prepared for it. Yeah, it's a big a big culture shock to go there. And and like Mark said, some of them won't have played teams like that in their in their previous leagues. But even with the eleven players on the pitch that are still getting used to each other, we we should still have had enough to beat them today. Um, I'm not throwing in the towel or, or sort of raising any flags, but the but saying that the manager is under immediate pressure. No, listen, Stuart, Michael Beale is under serious, serious pressure. Um, and I suppose it stems from performance wise and results wise, a poor preseason. Right. So we all we all came into this going, right, we need to we need to put a uh we need to draw a line in the sand of preseason, we need to go out and we need to have a good performance and a decent result, a good result, sorry against Kilmarnock, first game of the season. And look, that it's the first game of the season. So, yeah, we lost. We'll re- we'll, I'm 100% sure we'll recover and we'll go on and we'll do what we do throughout the rest of the season, right? But as it stands right at this very point, at 22 minutes past seven, 
on a Saturday night after the first game of the season. And it's not just that we suffered a defeat, Stuart. It's that we suffered a defeat and didn't even look as if we were capable of scoring a goal. Yeah, look, and I, and I think I think the reaction to this has is something to do with what's happened over the, the previous couple of years. You know, if we'd won more games and won more trophies, then losing in the opening day to Kamarnock, you know, you might go, well, that's it, that's a one-off. This is built because of what's happened in, in previous seasons. Yeah, that is the frustrating point. I, I came on this pod expecting to be absolutely in the minority where I'm thinking, I'm reading some comments and can't can really believe what I'm, I'm reading, you know, sack the manager and now Cantwell's a bit of a dud. Um, yeah, he was an absolute superstar only a matter of weeks ago. Um, but it is disappointing that we were, we've not worked their goalie enough. Now, I'm of the opinion that if you take a step back and you watch that game back, did Kamarnock, uh, were Kamarnock good? Yeah, they were good because they were organised and they absolutely worked their socks off. But we haven't defended a long throw. They've taken a chance. You've got to give them credit for that. But that's really all. I don't know Butlin made a, a, a decent save. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at that going, well, Kilmarnock absolutely played Rangers off the park. Because if you he, if he believe that, then I'm sorry, I don't know what... You, that, that, that simply isn't true. They didn't play Rangers off the park. The Rangers. No, but they did. They did create. They did create a much better chances than us, and they looked like scoring. We didn't. That's the. That's yes, the end of that that's, that's, that's why that's people are frustrated. That's yeah, and I understand that frustration. But I think that Mark's right. There has to be a bit an element of realism here. I still don't believe that the play is off off the park. But Rangers need to be better in terms of patterns of play, and they need to work the goalkeeper more. We didn't. We didn't create enough clear cut chances. Uh, we looked threatening from set pieces, but I think what we were expecting more with these new forward players, there was going to be a bit more link-up play, etc. You know, we talked in the pre-match about Lammers. He had a really poor game. You know, it almost seemed to kind of pass him by. We bit, yeah, we bigged him up. So I think we were looking for, for a bit more in, in the, the, the link-up and working the goalie. You know, you could accept it if the goalie has, has pulled off save after save, but he hasn't really had to do that. And I think that's that's the frustrating part to it. And there are elements of the game that I th- absolutely think that we can we, we can improve on and we'll need to improve on. Is Beal under pressure? Well, look, yeah, because you know he's already behind it in the season. He's <clears throat> he's no stranger to this football club. He knows what it's all about. He knows he needs to win games. He knows he has to uh, hold big silver shiny things up at the end of the season for us. So. He's, he's, there's pressure regardless of whether or not he'd, he'd won the game today or not. He's, he's a Rangers, the Rangers manager, that's what happens. But I do think people just need to take a bit of a pause, a deep breath and a bit of a step back and maybe just let's see where we are come, you know, six, seven games into the season uh, and, and, and see where, once these players are fully gelled, fully up to speed and take it from there. Right, ignore the first part of this comment, right? Um, but Cathy Loyal seventy two has put in a super chat. Um, Bill got his men and uh, got his men in and backing from the board. No league, no tenable position, and a bit about Ali Baldwin. Um, Mark, you've got to understand though 
why people are annoyed and frustrated. It, look, and this is a immediate match reaction, right? So this is straight after a game. And maybe it does have something to do with what Stuart was saying the last two seasons. Um, the poor performances, the very limited amount of trophies that we've won. Um, and I can even accept the point that when Ange first came into them, they didn't look good for the first six or seven weeks. But that's then because we threw the title away, right? That's not threw it away. We let them back in there, right? Um, so you've got to understand surely why people are in the comments on this and on social media. Possibly some of them are reacting. I understand that. But at the same time, it's the first game of the season. We've spent a lot of money to get you know players in, in on big wages and we struggled to keep up with Kilmarnock. That's that's not acceptable regardless of what what part of the season you're in. It's it's unacceptable. A hundred percent agree with you. Um my initial thoughts were same circus, different clowns. But I can understand. I'm I'm feeling I'm raging as well. I'm not happy. It's not acceptable for a Rangers team to play like that. It's not acceptable for a Rangers team to, to lack creativity to lack fight, to lack desire, to lack heart, which is exactly what everybody's ranting and raving about in, in the comments, which is fair enough. I 100% agree. I really do. And I feel the same way as well. But for me, it's, it's, this isn't about one game for me. Um, understand we all feel, as I said, immediate match reaction, we're all raging. 100%. We all want to scream for the hills. We all want to murder somebody's... Uh, Granny, because I like saying that, remember the last time? Because <laughs> they're at it. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, um, think, I think we need to kind of maybe take a wee pinch of salt here. Um, yes, it wasn't good enough. Yes, there's lots that w- we can pick the bones out of. I mean, for me, Dessers didn't look fit, didn't look quick, looked very slow. Um, kind of looked a wee bit lost sometimes. Um, Lammers non-existent, even though he looked really, really good. Um, a lot of them, I mean, you can look at, why are we bringing Goldson back in? Goldson's not kicked a ball in, what, three months? Why are we flinging him straight back in um, against Kilmarnock on a crappy pitch? Goldson looks as if he's lost a yard, maybe even two yards that I don't think he ever had. He looked slow. He done all right, but what I'm saying is, I understand everybody's Bailing, understand everybody's raging and it wasn't good enough. It was not a good performance and it was not good enough for a Rangers team. Now, this this group, collective group that have just come in the door, the other thing that went through my head was welcome to Rangers because this is how it is. You, a draws a, disa- a, draws a disaster and, and a defeats the end of the world. So for me, understand that. I, I feel it with everybody else as well, but I'm, I'm trying to look, take a wee step back and and, and take the get the blue tinted glasses off and go like, do you know what? It wasn't good enough. But it's what they do in the next two, three games for me. If that's the case then, I'm 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 getting my, my, my pickaxe fork and my and my um my old uh, my old fire lighter torch and all that and we'll go and we'll go and chat with chat the gates and we'll, we'll ask for heads but as it stands at the minute, look, we've had one game. All right, we've been poor. But let's not get carried away, guys, eh? Let's, let's give these boys a chance. Let's give Bill a chance. Spend a lot of money. We were never, ever going to start playing like, like prime Barcelona um, first game of the season. And if anybody, We were never going to play like prime Barcelona, Mark. We were never oh, going to play like prime Barcelona. Yeah. 
But surely we could have played well enough to beat Kilmarnock, who almost got relegated last year. I think so as well. 100%, I think so as well. But like I said, we need need to give this a chance. So I said, wasn't it good enough? The team weren't good enough. There wasn't enough fight, there wasn't enough heart, there wasn't enough desire. Um, But as I said, we need need to give this time. We are where we are. We're we're stuck with a lot of these players that we've signed for lots of money. Um, We need to give these boys a chance. No, listen, we, of course we do. Of course we do. I, I'm just, Craig, I'm, I'm probably uh, edging on the side of more of the people in the comments, right? Just because that's how I react after we get beat. I, I just, I, I don't like it. And I don't, like I say, I don't care what stage of the season that that's in. Um, and like I say, just my worry is, you know, in fact, you know what, rather than getting into that, we'll go into the game, right? Craig and the game started, and it looked as though Beale was trying to counteract the pitch by um, using Goldson um, f- for those long balls. But he was putting their long balls up to Dessers. Now, I, I before I even begin to judge Dessers, I want to see him on grass. I want to see my eyebrows um, because it looked as if he could not come to grips with that pitch. No, he um, he didn't start off very well, and he didn't get any any better. Um, my two cents on it. I've just blamed my little boy and said he's the bad luck charm, so he's never watching a game with me again. Um, at ten weeks old, um, the yeah, Dessa just did not look, um, didn't look right. Um, it looked like he was getting to grips with it and was trying to work out what the hell he was trying to run on. Um, he didn't look fit during pre-season for the couple of games I saw. So whether it's still that he's he's a few weeks behind, um. But in that case, maybe maybe Danilo should have started. But then he's only just recently come in. Although he did have he did have a lot more preseason um, preparation than than Dessas. Um, I think we said before the game, the team lineup was 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 strange, and it was maybe trying to counteract Kilmarnock a bit. Whereas it's now worked out that it actually didn't go didn't go our way. Um, but yeah, the first 15, 20 minutes just just wasn't wasn't looking good. Just on Dessas, Stuart. Um, I, I don't know about all this fitness stuff because to me they will be they'll be as fit as anybody else in the league. They will be, um, but de- just Dessers. And look, we've always said that there's going to be certain players who take longer to bed in than others, right? Why that happens in football, I don't know. Because if I leave my job and go to another job, um, then I'm expected to be able to do that job right from the off, right? But I know football is a completely different game. But Dessers did look off it. Um, you know, Danilo, when Danilo came on, didn't get as long, but really wasn't involved in the game. But, you know, there was a couple of times he was through and go, he kind of sclaffed it, he was, he was falling, he was, he, he just looked very cumbersome. Yeah, it's interesting, it's actually, he slightly confused me in terms of what sort of player he is. Um, and I, I'm not sure I've kind of worked out exactly, and I'm with you, you know, I want to see him in more games so I can actually really understand, you know, how, how we're planning and utilising them. Um, you know, we did seem to go long to them a lot, which that's that's fair enough. One of the one of the gripes that I do have about a performance was I said, if you're going to do that, then you need to get your midfield up, you know, because what you're having to do is you're then going to have to feed off the, the setting balls, whether that's him knocking it down or he's occupying a defender and he knocks it down. You've got to get your midfield up. The gap between our midfield and our and our attackers was too too large at times. There's too big a gap. 
which meant that if the ball was bouncing off them or the defender was winning it, it was invariably going to one of their players. Um, and, you know, they, they could then get the ball and, and, and get it back up the park again. I was slightly surprised, actually, when you, when you brought Danilo and I thought we might have seen the two of them uh, together, you know, just to, to, to see how, how that worked. Um, you know, just gives us a different option in in, in terms of having having two up top. Um, look, so similar again to you know the reaction to the game. Am I am I going to call out Dessers and say you know that he's a waste of money and he's not going to do it for us? Absolutely, absolutely not. I think you know we'll 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 be proven over time to see whether or not he was he was a decent sign. Didn't have a good game today. I'm sure he knows that himself. I'm sure he was pretty frustrated um, that with his lack of opportunities and those opportunities that he did get. Yeah, you know, the one where he was through, again, he seemed to, you know, it was a pitch again that kind of maybe caught him out a wee bit. It is, it is sticky. You've got to be prepared for that. So, um, no, I'm sure not the the, the kind of debut or um, the, the, the performance that he was looking for. Um, but, I, again, I think we've got to see, see more games from these guys. Um, and I, I'm interested to see with Danilo coming in, how do we, we? We can't be spending that amount of money in both those those guys and only one of them starting. For me, I, I can't. I just can't see how that works. So I, I do wonder if we will see two up top. Well, the question is, Mark, um, when you, when you have a performance like that, and again, I'll repeat myself. Regardless of what time in the season, um, you always look for whatever reason, you look at the manager first, right? It's the manager that always gets the blame first, regardless of what football club it is, regardless, right? Um, and this is always a, a crap question to ask after a defeat, right? Um, but, you know, the starting lineup, did Bill get it right? Did he did he get his changes right during the game? Was his tactical awareness during the game right and the players let him down? Um, how much of this, this opening day defeat do we look back at Michael Beale's decisions and question them. Um, for me, I think I think Beale get his lineup wrong, his starting lineup wrong. I think he get his formation wrong. Um, he'll maybe need to go and look at that again. But um, tactically, I don't know substitutions. I think he should have made substitutions a bit earlier. I, I clearly for the first half things weren't working. Um, so for me, he should have he should have made changes earlier. Um, but for me as well, Lundstrom, I'd have started Jack. I said it last night, Jack would have been would have been um, my holding midfielder and my one holding midfielder. Um, so why very, why very did narrow. he why why did he start Lundstrom and not Jack then, Mark? Or no, even no idea. I, I think he likes the fact that um, Lundstrom can drop into this kind of making a back three, and, and we've seen him doing that on occasion today. So I think that's why he likes him. Um, it, it gives them that option, and I think he likes he likes that uh, that kind of formation where where he drops in. That for me is the only thing because I don't really see what Lundstrom at the moment brings to a Rangers team. I really don't. Same same kind of point to you, Craig, about about the system, about the tactics, about Bill. You know, we've we've titled this um, Bill under serious pressure on day one. Has he brought? All, most of that on himself, or do we do we need to look at these players and go, right, hey guys, you know that wasn't good enough. Um, I think it's a bit of everything. I think I don't know whether he's. I know he's in his pre in his pre match. He was talking about one game at a time. Maybe he was looking 
towards Wednesday, um, whereas he should have been focusing on today's game and, and get through that one. Um, he's he's obviously been backed by the board. We, we've said that before and, and, and acknowledged that. For me, we've, he's been backed, but the back four was still the same back four that had played last season. So there's been no no improvements in that in that area. Uh, we can have all the we can have all the new fancy attacking players that we want, but if we get in the same same back four who who at times do have brain farts to put it nicely, um, it's not going to be good enough. Uh, I think his team team selection was was wrong. Um, maybe if it wasn't Kilmarnock, Ryan Jack would have played, but then. In hindsight, maybe Ryan Jack should have played. Um, I think Mark's right that he does like Lundstrom to be able to drop back into that back three. But then when you've got that, you should really then have the full backs to be pushing on. And neither Tav nor Barisic were pushing on um, as as much as we've seen in the past. And that, that comes from them being two, three years older than they were during the last league win. So naturally, that's going to take take it out of them. Um, so I think all, all, all in all... The players have to take it, but the manager has to take it because this it's on all of them, basically. Can I just come in on that, Martin, because you're on mute? Um, <laughs> um, I, the one thing I would maybe be critical of, I, see, I'm, I didn't really have a particular issue with, with the team he went for. I think we talked about the fact that the, the hope is that we will have nine games this month. So the idea that you know, you're going to be paying the same 11 players for over those nine games, that's, that's not going to happen. So you've got to try and use the squad. Where I did think it, we we let ourselves down, it, it felt to me we got a bit desperate. Even when Kelly scored, there's still a lot of time left in that game. And, you know, we've all heard now that we're going to have, we're going to start seeing some of this World Cup injury time and stuff like that coming in over, uh, like, so we had six minutes even of that. It just felt as if we got a bit desperate, you know, and it was maybe again either making substitutions, trying to put as many attacking-minded players on the park as we can, or, you know, rather than showing that bit of patience, moving the ball about, trying to you know, work them. Because, you know, the effort that they put in, you know, keep moving the ball, they will tire, both physically and mentally. I just felt as if we got a bit desperate uh, towards the end when maybe some calm heads w- was needed, maybe from the manager. And and from the players on the park, you know, I I think you're right. But you know, since they scored, it was as if we didn't know what we didn't know what to do. That's that that is what it felt like, and that's probably more worrying than anything, Mark. And you know, I, I heard the the commentators talking about it. I see people in the comments talking about it, and I tend to agree myself. The lack of width really really hurt us. Um, Borna and Tav, obviously, their job with it. The fact that we play so narrow is to get up and help, which is maybe like like may, I can maybe understand why Lundstrom played, even though I disagree with it, because he can then drop back in beside Goldson and Suter. But we had no width, and every time we did get out wide, um, there was no end product. Yeah, with a width that played right in a couple of hands, um, because we were so narrow, all they done was played five at the back, three in front of them, and they just sat there. And as I said, if you're not getting any width, if you can't get in behind them, hence the reason why they started pinging long balls all the time. Um, you try and you try and get their, their, their defence turning. But we did it we, it got to a point where we looked as if we were bereft ideals. Uh, I think that um Is that not worrying on day one, Mark? I th- yeah, very much so. Very much so. So let's see what it is to rectify that. Um 
but yeah, I think. I mean, Bill knew how Kilmarnock were going to play. I mean, Christ, us four sitting here knew, and everybody in the comments knew exactly how Kilmarnock were going to play. So, I don't know. I mean, that kind of obviously goes towards Bill's game plan. But for me, that like a width, which Borna Barisic should have been should have been playing as a winger against against eight at the back, realistically. So you you're the back five plus three in front of him. Um, so realistically. Barisic and Tav should have been playing as wingers, but they've only done that at times. So for me, that's another tactical flaw. Um, that needs to be rectified and needs to be rectified quickly. Um, I dare say that's probably not what Bill had in mind, but as I said, something needs to be done about that because it does, it does look uh, a little bit concerning the fact that we are so narrow. I can see Stuart leaning over that mute button. Did you want to come in there, Stuart? I, I just want to go back to something I mentioned it, before the game, and that was about when we were talking about Barisic and what areas of the pitch do we want to see Barisic playing in? And that was about you know getting him into that final third where he can maybe make the delivery. That didn't happen often enough. And again, I go back to this, playing long balls and actually then the rest of your team so far behind your, your front three doesn't allow you, but you've got to get closer to them so that you then start to dominate the territory and allow ground players to then get into positions to give you that bit of width. Now, I, Gio came in and said he was going to play with wingers. You know, he, that was his talk, you know, they're going to hug the touchline. It didn't, invariably it didn't happen, you know, because it, I just I just don't see that, I don't see it being in, in a build DNA, and I just don't see it with the players that we've got. That we've got ones who are going to be out and out wingers. We don't. We don't have that. You've probably got one in Matondo, and I. I don't. I, I would imagine there's not many people watching this pod or on the chat who who would have said that he's he's the answer that we've got. So, I just I think you've got a. He clearly wants Tav and Barisic to provide that, but I think you've got to then get them up the park and into areas. And I just felt that the way we played, those long balls, the rest of the team were then too deep to then recycle the ball and get them into those decent positions. It eventually happened towards the end, but that's because Kelly sat back and were able to kind of defend in that lead. But I think you just need to, you know... There's there's more to it. I think I think there's a there's a, a team issue there than rather than just saying oh, if we had a winger that that changes it. I think there's the whole team's got to play in a shape that then allows you to get get that width. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, there's obviously a lot more people watching than what there would usually be um, watching live. If you haven't already, please do like and subscribe. Um, if you're not enjoying it, then give it a dislike, but still subscribe anyway. Um, that would be greatly, um, greatly appreciated. Craig, just on the game, um, into the second half, and we got a corner. Um, I think Sutter gets a header from it. It goes narrowly wide, I think. But at the same time, it looks as though Connor Goldson's been rugby tackled. Um, should that have been a penalty? Uh, it should have at least been looked at by by VAR. Um not that it's an excuse in, in any way. The referee is also looking directly at it. You can see from the replay, uh, he's got a clear view of, of Goldson being being taken to the floor. Um, and I think Suter has also been, been pushed around. Um, but yeah, I mean, that 
that's going to be a, a small consolation if we'd have if we'd have got anything from that. Um, but you'd like to think it would have at least been at least been looked at. Just just on that, I, the, the issue I've got with that, Martin, is you know either some point I've not seen any of the highlights of any other games that's happened today or next week there'll be a, a far referral for pulling holding in the box at a corner and a penalty is given. So it, it's I'm not going to lose the plot over not getting that decision. What, what I struggle with is the lack of consistency. We are going to see a very similar incident, whether it's happened today in other matches or it's next week or the week after, and you'll get a different outcome. And I think that's what frustrates not just us as fans of Rangers, but probably fans of every club um, with this. It's that lack of consistency that gets that gets me. Well, no, what gets me, Mark, is the fact that for me anyway, and look, I'm just a normal, ordinary Joe Bloggs, I'm not a referee or, or an expert or anything, but for me that's that's not just pulling in the box that you see between two players or even the way that Suter was pulled, it's not even one of them. It, it was a rugby tackle. He had his arms round him. Um, it's, a, it's a 100% stonewall penalty for me. And like Craig says, why was, I mean, it might have been, but normally when stuff gets looked at, they tell you on the TV, don't they? So, yeah, yeah. you know, why why was it not even looked at? No idea. It's a, it's a strange one for me. I think um, whoever was doing the VAR uh, checks must have nipped out for a pie or something or a, or a cup of tea at that point because I, I've no idea why it wasn't given. Um, your guess is as good as mine. So I've really no idea. Bizarre. I know because, you know, there's this, we all know about this conspiracy. So I'm really, really surprised that the, the guys were on the own song. And, cause it's, shh, just in case MD's looking, shh. Can I oh, talk sorry, about the conspiracy? All live. Don't do live. Sorry. Sorry. This, oh, damn it. I shouldn't have told everybody. Um, Stuart, their goal, um, it's just horrendous defending from, you know, was that a, it was a throw in. Um, yeah. Suter just does not deal with it. The ball's at his feet. It, it takes him an age to react. And the I can't remember the guy's name. The commandment player just basically kicks it through his legs into the goal. It's horrendous. And listen, that's not a case of the team needing to bed together. That's not a case of all these new players. That's not a case of tactics. That's just basic bog standard defending that we always seem to get caught with. Yeah, so I, I obviously, like you say, this is just immediately after the game. I did see it back because I did think at time, I wondered if Borna could have maybe have just let the ball, just shadowed the ball out for, to let it go for a goal kick. You know, I think, let's be honest, that's probably a weapon that Kelly have in terms of throwing. Um, so could he have done that? I'll hold my hands up. I've not, let's say, I've only just seen it that, that one time. So I'll, um, if I'm doing him injustice there, I, I, I take that back. What you've got to do, though, is you've got to, got to win that first ball. You know, and, and that's that, that's the issue. You've got to win the first ball that, when that throw-in comes in. Make sure that you win that so that then a ball isn't dropping about. Look, it's just, if Suter's half a yard further forward, he volleys it clear. But he's found himself in a position where it's just fell at his feet. He can't sort his feet out. And the boys reacted and, and put it away and Butlin's, Butlin's got no chance. It's a, it's a poor goal. Um, I think it probably to me that was the only way that Kelly were probably going to get the goal. They take credit, they they did it. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is you've got to win that first ball. 
if you win that first ball, that 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 doesn't happen. Things like the ball getting trapped under somebody's feet, these things can happen. Is it? You know, in, in any game, it's the first ball that's the problem. You've got to win that and clear it. No, look, I get that. I get that, Craig. Right, but for me, it's as a central defender. You know, you practice all sorts of different scenarios, and I get that pitch is horrendous. However, I'm I'm not one of these people. I'm not going to use the pitch as an excuse because um, at the end of the day, they're professional footballers. Um, but as a, as a defender, you just react, and there, there didn't really seem to be much in the way of reactions. No, I mean, looking back, Borna probably should have let it go. I think it would have gone out for a corner. Um, he should have just let it go for a corner because they didn't look as half as... Um, Dangerous from the corners as they did from the long throw, obviously as it as it turned out. Um, yeah, Suter's got it stuck under his feet, and and ninety nine times out of a hundred, he puts that out the stat, he puts that into the stand um, for another throwing. Just one of those things. Um, Lundstrom for me also should be goal. So I think he's 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 behind the player, so he doesn't react quick enough. Um, but it's just it's just a an awful goal, and unfortunately one that we've seen Rangers concede far, far too many times um, over the last couple of years. One that you'd, you you look back and think, just basically just put it out of the stadium. Yeah, and, and look, I'm sorry I haven't got too many comments, by the way. It's just that, you know, we're nearly 1,300 people watching. The comments are absolutely flying in. Um, you know, but RF, RFC 72, a left footed centre-back probably swings a leg at that and a right-sided one is too scared in case they slice it. Can he go with that, Stuart? I know I can see you and Mark Norden, so maybe he's possibly agree at, but I can't go. You're in the box. It doesn't matter if you're going to slice it. You make an attempt to clear it. And look, I, I get I get the point. I think it's, like I say, so I'll go back to, you've got to win the first, the, the, the first header, win that. But if you're not, then probably the one criticism I could maybe have of Suter is that he, maybe just that lack of anticipation that actually that wasn't going to happen and he's maybe just been caught slightly in his heels. Look, I, I can understand that, that point, maybe a left footer would have felt a bit more comfortable. I think he's just found himself in an awkward position because maybe he hasn't anticipated it as much maybe he thought. You know, I think it was Goldson or, or Lundstrom was going to win that header um, and, it, and like I say, it's just came uh, awkward tight, it's got stuck between his feet and look, the attackers managed to, to react and, and put it away. So, yeah, poor goal. And was, and I think we, that was actually something I, I thought when, after we came off of the, you know, the the the, the pre-match was, was that, you know, just the, we need to get out of this habit of losing that first goal, you know, and that is, that is an issue. You know, the, the, the evidence is now there to say that that is an issue for, for this Rangers team or, Michael Beale as a manager, whatever, we lose the first goal far too often in games. And it, it, it obviously makes your job far harder, you know, giving these teams something to defend and that energy boost that they would have got, it got their crowd up, all of that. We need to stop that. And I think at times, I would say actually the majority of times, teams don't really need to work that hard to get a goal against us. You know, somebody puts one in from 30 yards right in the top corner, you can maybe hold your hands up and say fair play. They're not, teams don't have to do that a lot. I think there's a lot of things that the players and the manager would look at and say, we could have done better there. And that's happening too often. And I think that will be a real frustration. And it's something 
it's a cycle and a pattern that they have to break. And whether that's because the manager needs to bring somebody new in to, to help with that, I don't know. But they need to break that cycle and break it quick. Okay, well, let's hear Michael Beale's thoughts. Optimistic and looking forward. There's a lot of uh, energy and excitement in. Well, that's obviously the pre match. So <laughs> that's the rang one I've brought up. I will find. I will find the the Michael Beale one and uh, the, the reaction in a wee second as soon as it comes up. Um, Mark, there's obviously there's been individual players spoke about. It's very difficult to speak about um, individual players after a loss. Um, Seema was one of those spoke about a lot before the game. Um, after the uh, after the fact, and and again, it's too, I know it's too early to judge individual players. I get that, but we have to speak about them after seeing them. So after the game, which what's your thoughts on Seema? Because for me, as much as he was he was getting you know battered pillar to post from from certain people, he was probably one of the few who looked as if he was possibly going to do something, although in the end it never really came to much. Yeah, but I agree with that. I think I mean he's been slaughtered. He's been slaughtered before the game. I tell you what, he's been slaughtered after this game as well. Um, in the comments, some people have, have absolutely terrorised him. But I thought he'd done all right. I thought out of Dessers, Lammers uh, and, and Sima, I thought Sima was was the best out of three. Um, and that's no really saying much, to be perfectly honest. I think he'd done all right. Um, I think all three need to get their finger out properly. I think that all three have got a wee bit of culture shock. I think they realise, or hopefully they realise now that that um, you kind of just coast when you're playing for Rangers. You need to be at it 100 to 110 percent every time you pull that blue shirt on. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. What happened? I don't know whether it was some sort of a some sort of a culture shock. I don't know, but. As I said, I don't think Seema was as bad as he's been in the um, the preseason games. I think the difference was probably Seema was playing in a position that he felt a wee bit more comfortable in. Um, I think preseason he was he was playing right up top and through the middle himself, and they were kind of a, trying to use him as some sort of a target man, which I don't think is his position. So I thought he'd done all right. I thought lots and lots of room for improvement. I think lots of room for improvement in everybody in the side. But just going back to the defence, um, I don't think there's any kind of any kind of uh, secret that three out of the four that were playing in defence were uh, were the same defenders that were playing last season that were giving away cheap goals left, right, and centre. So I think for me something needs to change there. I think that um, I know we've spent a lot of money um, and bringing players in. I think for me defence. Is a priority. I think centre half or centre halves um, is is it needs to be a must. I think that needs to be rectified the next couple of couple of weeks. Um, whilst this uh, this transfer window is open, but for me, as I said, Seema, I think he done all right. Um, for me, pass marks only one to get pass marks. Raskin, um, Butlin, and I'm struggling for anybody else after that. I really am. I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Stuart, that's a that's an understatement. Um, but in my my head anyway, I expected a lot more for Lammers. Uh, yeah, look, typically, you know, we were kind of raving about him because he has been impressive during pre-season. But yeah, the game seemed to pass him by a wee bit in terms of the times that he did have the ball, 
what he was trying wasn't coming off, or they're trying to beat a man, or or it passed. It look, it didn't, it didn't happen, and it was that area of the pitch for me that that, that let us down. You know, as Mark says, I agree. Thought Seema was the best out of the lot of them. That's not to say he was absolutely he was brilliant or anything like that, but he, I think he did at least maybe offer something. The rest, yeah, it just didn't happen. And but particularly Lammers, I was actually surprised that he, he lasted as long as he did. Um, I thought he he might have been one to make way slightly earlier. And again, that that to me just it it felt as if it became a bit desperate. I'll go back to my point I made earlier. We just seem to have all these attacking players on the pitch. But actually, what's the thought process there? You know, just we don't. I don't think that necessarily always works. Just flinging attackers on because I think they all end up making the same runs or they bump into each other. I think there's got to be a bit more thought process than that. So, no, again, another one that I dare say is is came out of that that game. Um, not particularly happy with his performance. Uh, but in saying that, though, then Stuart, is that not? Um, more of a, a dig at the manager then for not being able to change it, not being able to give them different instructions, not not excuse me, not seeing the game um, the the way that everybody else seems to be seeing it, and rather than just replacing like for like, actually do something a little bit different. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I was slightly surprised that we didn't maybe see Dessels and Danilo. Let's go, let's put two two up top. Let's give they're playing three three centre halves. They're playing pretty much five at the, at the back the majority of the time. But let's let's maybe create players in there that can occupy two out of those three. Give them something different to think about. Um, again, I, like I say, I just felt it became a bit a bit panicky. You know, let's let's well, Ruth will come on. You know, Cantwell will, will come on. I just thought we we needed a bit more calm heads. And yeah, that would be a, a criticism that I would have at, at the manager. But I felt he became a wee bit desperate. Yeah. Um, right, okay, Craig. I was I, I was trying to hold off there to see if I could get something online uh, um the managers, but I can't find it. Um, but first game of the season, defeat. Um, and as everything is always compared, um, in terms of where you are in the league, etc., how you're playing, we are compared to them. That is us now three points behind. Um, as much as it is the first game of the season, though, you don't want to be chasing at any point. No, you don't. I said it before. We, you, you don't want to be chasing whether you're one game in or twenty games in. Um, the, the only the only positive I can I can think from it is one game in. We've still got thirty seven games to go, so it's not like we're we're behind with with ten games to go and you and, and you're rushing to get back into the league. Um, and I'm, I know I'm clutching at straws with that positive um, one game in. And things can only get better. Um, I've seen that there's some comments about Beale's press conference or, or post match come out, um, but I've just sort of literally flash up on my phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's as as it, as the title says, he's he's already under pressure, and and you're only as good as your last game. So he's got a. In a way, I'd I'd rather it not be a Champions League game on Wednesday. You'd rather it be another league game, um, to sort of get back on the, to get the ball rolling again, but. Yeah, he's now he's now under massive pressure, and and things need to change immediately. And what it has done, Mark, is not just in terms of putting the manager under pressure, because as we discuss all the time, every Rangers manager in every single game, regardless of who we're playing, um, is under pressure. But what it does do is it, it takes away other opportunities for him to slip up, if you like, 
um, because we have we have um, I kind of think of the right expression, but you know we've failed first, if you like, in terms of dropping the points. They haven't, um, so it's it's one nil to them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that not only is, is uh, Bill under pressure, but all you need is look at the comments. All these new players are under pressure straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how the Rangers fans feel. Yeah. And and to be fair, it's it's up to these players to, to show that, that what they're made of and to show that they are capable of coming here, handling this pressure and playing for this side. So, as I said, there's, there's, there's a lot of work to get done. Um I think probably a wee bit more work than all of us thought there was going to be. Um, but for me, as I said at the start, I'm not getting carried away. I know that it's um, a lot of people are raising, and I'm raising as well, but I'm trying to be a wee bit more pragmatic about it. I'm trying to um, look at a bigger picture. The, the, all these players are very new. Some of them have all been in, in, the, in the door a couple of weeks. Um, I need to... I need to believe in Beal and this team moving forward because if I don't, I'll be as well just shutting shutting his laptop and forgetting about football for the rest of the season. So for me, I'm willing to give them all, give them all a chance. Now, two or three games like this, then I'll be talking a different story. I'll be running and raving like the rest of these. But as it stands at the minute, I'm trying to be a wee bit more level-headed about it for once in my life instead of running and raving like a madman. Final word to you then on it, Stuart. Um, like I say, first game of the season, we've we've we failed at the first hurdle. Um, we're already points behind. It's a new team. Um, the manager's got a big job to do, and he's 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 not got much rope left in terms of results. So make us all make us all feel that everything's going to be okay. Look, we come on this podcast right, and we are here to be shot at. Right. And it would appear that Mark and I are maybe more similar in the kind of glass half full camp than than the majority on 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 the on, on the chat. It's one game. There are thirty seven games to go. Mark mentioned I'm old enough and all to remember watching an advocate side that spent far more money than this getting beat at Tynecastle and thinking, God, and actually at one point we were three 0 down to Shelburne uh, at one point. That team actually went on to play not bad that season. Michael Beale will be is under no illusions here. There is pressure with this job. I'm not prepared to throw in the towel uh, after one game. And what I would say to people in the comments and say, we're here, we put ourselves out here. We've, and if, if after by Halloween, Michael Beale's gone, I'll be the first to come on this podcast and say, well, do you know what? Yeah, folk after game one were right. All I ask Back though is that those people in the comments who appear to have chucked the towel in today, you know, if he does turn it round and all of a sudden that forward line click and we start getting good results and if we beat Celtic and stuff like that, then come back on and admit that you were wrong as well. This is the time that we need to get back, get behind this team. If we chuck it now, then as Mark says, what's the point? We need to get to Ibrooks and Wednesday and roll them on to a really good result. And if they can get that result, then, you know, that breeds confidence. If we can get a couple of goals as well into those forward players. So, you know, I it's disappointing. We're all disappointed. But let's not throw in the towel here after after one game. That's not how we should be acting as Rangers fans. We, we need to get behind the team. It's right that we're disappointed, but there's still a long way to go. 
and I still believe that we can go and have a successful season. Well said. Um, we are here for people to come and shout at us if, if, if it helps them. Um, that, that's one of the reasons why I started doing podcasts in the first place, because at that point when you're raging and you're down and you just want to scream and punch the wall, it's good to have people to talk to. Uh, so as it's good to have people to come on and rant and rave and be angry at. Yeah, it is the first game of the season. We have lost it. I'm raging. Um, as it stands at this moment in time, I watched that game and I don't feel confident. So it's up to Rangers Football Club. It's up to Michael Beale and it's up to those players in the, next, in, in the upcoming games to make me feel confident again. Because like I say, as I sit here right now, I see no style of play. I see no passion. I see nothing from every single one of those players to, to give me any sort of confidence moving forward. But again, it's right after a defeat. So the the, the players now have got a job on to, to show us all what they can do and go and go on and beat Servette and beat them in the first old forum and then go on at the end of the season and lift this trophy. It's, it's up to the players. Um, we as fans, we, we support them like no other fan base on world football. Um, and we deserve the players to show us what they can do. So we'll leave it there. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. It's therapeutic for me as much as I hope it's therapeutic for you, all you out there watching. If you're first, if it's your first time here or you've been here before and you haven't already, please do subscribe. The last time I checked, we were 30 off 8,000 subscribers. Um, give the show a like. And of course, if you want daily, daily Rangers content, as well as loads of extra content, including EPL shows and, and hundreds of stuff, then you can um, sign up to the Rangers Rabble Patreon, the link for which is in the description. So folks, go and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Put this out your head. Go and have a couple of beers. Um, go and do something that makes you happy. Um, and forget this happened. We move on to Wednesday. Um, we pump Servette and the, the qualifiers, and then, then we start winning games in the league, and we, we forget about this. We forget about this. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we shall speak to you all again on the returning phone-in on Monday night, which should be eventful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you all for watching, folks, and we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.